Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Let's regroup, catch our breath for a minute. <laughs> because you said early on, what we've heard is all of the successes. And these were not accidents. I mean, they were by design. I mean, you thought these things through and you're very gifted at coming up with ideas and doing things and very maniacal about applying them. And so, but you said you learned the bulk of what you've learned is you've learned more from your failures. Now, have the failures started yet? Or is not yet. <laughs> we're still going up, we're, we're, but almost. We're still in the Tour de France right now, right? We're still in those states. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> yeah. The failures come later. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to getting there. So let's keep on going. <laughs> no. So long story short, you know, I, in, in this portion of my life, I've always committed myself that I'm going to do something out of my comfort zone because what I've known from cycling, you know, the life begins at the end of a comfort zone. And the minute that you become comfortable, you become stagnant. And the minute right. you become stagnant, you're not growing. I took it so much by my heart that I basically every three months would go on a trip to either learn from someone, whatever it was, retreat, workshop, or a course, oh, or I would okay. put myself oh. into something ridiculous. And oh. when I say ridiculous, I've done things like I trained with the samurais in Japan. I did a Zen master training. I was, I spent a month with the psychics in Brazil. I've trained under Wim Hof, you know, the Iceman that... I don't know. I don't. Yeah, so he's taking over the world with his breath and with cold exposure. Breathing, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. And it wasn't until I went into uh, 10 days of darkness in Thailand, where uh, this is about seven years ago, where I go in there as a busy entrepreneur. I'm right. doing... That was probably at the peak, you know, of my existence. And I go in there and I want to give my cell phone away. I was burned out, right? Like I go in there, I just need to breathe. I like cannot open another Orange Theory because it got so crazy that I remember in one week, I had four locations opening, two in San Francisco, one in Hawaii and one in Atlanta. And the Atlanta one was the yoga studio and everything else was Orange Theory. Wow. So that's how like crazy it has gotten in like one week. And somehow we pulled it off. <laughs> somehow it was, you know, fine. And uh, when I got into the cave or into the dark room, it, there's also no food. So for 10 days, there's no physical food now, at all. To get to Thailand, let's just, you're in Atlanta. You don't like get on the bus or get on the plane and an hour later you're in Thailand. <laughs> I mean, just leaving at the time, I mean, to fly to and from Thailand would be a big pattern interrupt for most busy entrepreneurs. And but, you know, you said, OK, all of this is going on. You guys survive without me. I'm going for a month in Thailand. That's a huge thing. What did your wife say? So it was 10 days. So actually, oh, like, it, it, okay. yeah, so I, the month was in Brazil. But basically, this was a non-negotiable. I've learned about the power of darkroom. 
when I was younger, I did a workshop in Hawaii and they were talking about the power of darkness and the power of letting go everything in order for you to regain, you know, everything. Right. And I was just so mesmerized by this that, you know, as brutal and hard as it is, I mean, it's not easy, right? To like be with right. yourself for, for 10 days in complete darkness. I can't but, uh, begin to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess I just, I felt the inner calling, right? So I go in there and it took me about seven days before I finally surrendered. I mean, the first few days was brutal. I mean, the mind, the monkey brain just would not shut up. It was really... So uh, describe that, what goes on when you first go in like that. So you're in darkness? Yep, like 100%. How do you eat? You you don't. There's no food, just water. Just water for 10 days. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can see more than the monkey brain. I can see the stomach brain going crazy. But honestly, the easiest part is the stomach. <laughs> really? So you're in darkness. There's no one else in there with you, right? So about 20 of us, but everybody wow. has their space, their room. So it's like a temple. Imagine a, like a square temple. Uh-huh. And then, you know, on the sides, you have rooms. And then in the middle, it's like the meditation area. Now, do you talk to each other or? So. At the beginning, you've got five meditations per day, and it's led by this woman. Her name is Jas Muhin. So she leads that. Now, every day there is, you know, four and then three and then two until the last few days, there is no nothing at all. The only time you talk to someone is like, hey, are you alive? Still there? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically there's your no only talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Because you're not asking you know, each other, did you see the news? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not there. (laughs) No, but so after day seven, I finally, I surrendered and I had this biggest peace and bliss that just rushed through every part of my body. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I touched myself at some level for who I am and not for who I am not. And that's kind of what I've realized until then. I was living somebody else's life. You know, I continued to like doing things just because and just because we're taught to scale and taught to grow. And I was so depressed at the times because I had this empty calling that kept on screaming out, like, what do you do this for? Like, why more? Why more? And that voice finally spoke to me in the dark room. And, you know, this is when I had this clear image. I didn't follow my passions. I didn't follow my purpose. And I was creating a legacy, but it hurt my relationships. It hurt my health. It hurt. There was no balance, even though I was making millions of dollars. And so for what? And uh, basically, the vision was so clear. That's when the Noah and Aeon came about. And basically, it came to me. Noah means movement and Aeon means all or none. How does it mean movement? So it means if, if people have stayed with us this long, let's reward them by explaining it all out for them. It, the the NOAA stands for. Yeah. So NOAA, N-O-A, it actually has three different meanings in three different cultures. So I think Japan is my love. Hawaii is something else. And then Hebrew, it's movement. Basically, I just had this, you know, realization, right? And Aeon means all or nothing. If you also, you know, translate it. And it was crazy because my whole life, I've been about unity. I've been about unifying. And we didn't get into the company cultures because I was all about holacracy and self-management and really treating you know everybody with respect. And so at this point, I've noticed that my life has been highs and lows and good sales and bad sales. And I lived this crazy roller coaster. 
And I was like, there must be another way to this. And that way is in the center. It's in the middle where we can have health, harmony, you know, happiness. And it just kind of was almost like trip, right? Like I'm getting all of these thoughts, all of these insights. I mean, everything, you know, just pouring at me. And at that point, I always loved music. So music was my passion, but I didn't do anything with it. So when I walked out of there, I learned how to produce music. I learned how to DJ and I learned how to use solfeggio frequencies, which is healing music, but on a modern beat. And then I find my purpose. My purpose was if I've done all of these travels, if I've done all of this like self-mastery, how can I service and others? How can I, I can't leave this or keep this all for myself. That became my purpose, you know, retreats, workshops, lectures, what I'm doing today. My legacy, I was like, I do not want to do another business just because making money. I mean, that is what gets me in trouble every time. Yes, it's fun to exit. Yes, it's fun to make more. But that is what got me into this, you know, hole to begin with. And so I walked out of there and I decided to basically move out of business. And honestly, I said you had told us when we were warming up for the podcast that when you built all of this thing, especially with the orange theory, there was just no satisfaction. You were just an emptiness. And so the satisfaction you were looking for, you felt you would have for the achievement growing. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, there's no, it's fun. It's exciting. But if it's empty, not good, not good for you uh, personally, would you say? For sure. I mean, anybody that's looking to start something, right, or is in the process of doing something, I mean, you can see it. I mean, eight out of 10 people are disengaged in company cultures in today's world. It's sad, but at the same time, it's opportunistic because we have the power to take our choices and consequences into our hands. And I think what happened to me there, I stopped being the passenger in a seat of just the slave of doing. And I became the driver of my own shit and ship (laughs) at the same time, you know, taking the ownership and moving from being a victim of that situation. And I walked out of there and basically start making tons of mistakes. And, you know, these mistakes ended up costing me pretty much everything. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compress them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. We've reached the failure part of the program where you really learned a lot of things. Okay, wonderful. Okay. (laughs) Because that's what everybody wants. Everybody goes through failure, so they love to hear when you had to go through them because it makes you human, you know, because let's face it. You were on a run that had to had to end soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, because life evens up. Life is going to get you. And so <laughs> you're on a magical run. But now it's payday. It's got you got to learn that you're not. You know, what we learn is that we're not all that. We're not the ma- we might do some magical things, have some magical thoughts. But really, you're still yourself and things even out over the long haul. So what kind of things? 
happened after you started to go back and make changes? And how did that go? Plus, the other thing is, you've got to feel about yourself at this point in your life. I'm pretty smart. I make pretty good decisions. I'm going to go in a new direction. And you've got to feel like this is going to turn out really good because I just know how to do things. But And then when the failures come, you learn out, oh, I'm not really that smart. It <laughs> humbles you down. Smart in that. And so how did you, you left that dark cave experience and then how did you, uh, what happened? Yeah, so in that time, I can't remember exactly, but I think I've already exited out of maybe Georgia and Oregon, but because there was a point when the private equities came in and, you know, they were on a hunt because Orange Theory was just so hot in the market and the margins were, you know, insane. And so were the multiples. So I I believe I think I had one or two regions already sold at that time. And uh, so I had this comfort, right, to like think about what I really want to do. And what I really wanted to do was to explore the music, explore the lecturing. And I also, in my educational process, I've trained under the Zappos Insights, you know, the company culture training from Tony Hichet. I was always mesmerized by the tribal leadership and marketing through love. I mean, my whole thing was about finding purpose in, in profits. And I start feeling that, you know, what I was doing didn't meet that criteria anymore, even though we were doing great stuff, right? I mean, from the fitness level to people, it just wasn't there for me anymore. I burned out. So I had all of these pre-commitments. At that point, I also started a company called Tomorrow's Vision, which was a purpose-driven fund to help other startups to scale at the early stages. And I committed to here, there, I mean, more locations and more build-outs. And what I didn't evaluate was the cash flow that I was having with all the open locations. So when I start selling them off, I stopped having cash flow and little by little, the build outs became more expensive. I had tons of delays in that as well. Then everything was just, you know, cost double. And it was one thing after another, you know, it starts just like disturbing. Yeah, Yeah, the complications of things you can't control, the bigger you get. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so little by little, I start drying out and I start seeing the accounts, you know, knowing how much we still have to raise. And I start using really bad loans that are kind of one of those fast, you know, last minute deals. And I woke up one day and every single account was below zero. Everything got frozen. And uh, (laughs) yes, (laughs) and it was so scary you know it was like holy that's worse than being in the dark room in thailand (laughs) that's the good old dark room was peaceful yes yeah (laughs) let me go back to the dark room (laughs) i I, that that was my solution (laughs) no so you know that happened and you know at that point so i made series of mistakes i mean first of all i just kind of let the team that I had run things. You know, I kind of moved away from leading it. I moved away into the music and into the fun part of my explorations. And at that time, I just wasn't interested. You know, I just like lost the thing and obviously forgot about all the responsibilities that I, you know, had in it. And so when this happened, it was a rude awakening. And this was not so long before COVID on top of everything. Oh, yeah. And so the little few regions that I still had, which was like Hawaii. And then I had series of other investments, you know, at that point, but everything got shut down and closed on top of everything. And so at this point I was like, I'm going bankrupt, but no, 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 that wasn't how I was thinking. I was like, I will never go bankrupt. (laughs) I will go dance on the street before I go bankrupt. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, basically, I had to go back to work. <laughs> I had to go back into, you know, saving this and figuring it out. And so at first I moved to Hawaii to help these stores. That was the only region that we could never figure out how to make it profitable. And so we bought it back from a management group that was managing them. And, uh, you know, within about two months, we grew by 20%. So it was looking great. And then COVID hits. And now we're completely shut down again. And everything I had left shattered. And so in this point, I kind of wanted to hang myself because <laughs> there was not much left. Right. And I'm like, you know, all of this, I mean, what an idiot, right? To like get it this far. But here's the deal with COVID and situations like this, there's also opportunity. I told my team, the little team I had left, <laughs> yeah. that we're going to figure out how to be of this, how to support this. And right. I'm not proud of this just to throw it out there, but it was literally the biggest dichromity in my life. But essentially, we had about 40 events that we had to cancel on top of everything. And that's what I was, you know, the little scrap money living off of. Yeah. And so now we had nothing. And we were thinking, how do we bring the events back? Like, what is the biggest solution to, you know, open up again? And so COVID testing was that whole hot topic at a time. Right. And within a month after COVID, we had our first COVID testing clinic open. Wow. We then start opening them in Orange Theory locations. <laughs> really? And within about six months, we were servicing major companies from Home Depot, IHG Hotels, Atlanta Hawks. We were the testing partner for that. Really? And uh, we basically <laughs> got into the medical industry, disrupted it completely because we were going at it from the concierge level. Right. We were also testing, you know, billionaire parties. I mean, we deployed people all around the country. We did at-home test kits. We later on were the first ones to do COVID vending machines at the airports. We made it on Forbes, Bloomberg. I mean, that was like our, like we were the down dogs that, or the COVID gangsters that, that were trying to do good. <laughs> now, how did you get in there? How would you go about getting a vending machine in an airport? What do you know about that? How did you figure that out? Nothing, but I knew everything about real estate. So uh, I start connecting all of my friends from all of the different states uh, and cities. And I'm like, how can you get me here? How can you get me there? And we also had multiple operators too. So we ran it not like a franchise, but as a split revenue share right. where we were supporting other cities right. as well. And we even created a technology. We had a technology for trespassing people to be able to screen them before and after events. Um, and it was me and two other impact entrepreneurs that basically came together to make a difference. Wow. <laughs> and that's how I made it back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.